Yo, 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 it's time for another episode of Sip It Tea with Joey and Marie. And this episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Wow, that's been a while, huh? It's been a long time. So I remember when I was a kid and I would be like, you know what? I want some McDonald's. And you would say. Oh, no. I'd be like, there's food at the house. That's because you got to earn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when you did get us some, I would get so excited. I even had a McDonald's dance when I do in celebration of it. Yeah, low key. <laughs> that's probably my favorite part. That's why um, chicken nuggets was like a major part of your diet growing up. <laughs> I bet that's why everyone knew my name at the McDonald's in our neighborhood. Yeah. Every time we go in there, they'd be like, uh, let me guess, chicken nuggets and two large fries. Two large fries? Yeah. You know I had to get hooked up, too. <laughs> Facts right there. I'm I'm loving it. You know what I love? You guys. You and all you, your sisters and your brothers, y'all are amazing. You always make me feel so special on Father's Day. <laughs> You know, my favorite part is when it's like, so before like the actual Father's Day, my mom will spoil my dad for like two to three business days. (laughs) And then after that, when it hits Father's Day, she tells us, now that's your problem to deal with for the day. Yeah, you got to feed him. Yeah, you got to feed him. You got to bathe him. You got to do all these things. I ain't doing that for him. (laughs) (laughs) But happy belated Father's Days to all you pappies out there. All you papas. Yeah. Oh, you papas, 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 because dads are just as important as moms, and dads do a crazy amount of work, and we appreciate y'all for being you and continue to support your kids when even when they're thirty-five to sixty-five. I do love my kids. I always say this: if if there's anything that I ever accomplished in life, being a dad is my favorite thing. It's Mm -hmm. just it's been so awesome to be. Well, you also have some really amazing kids. Just saying, like you know, I'm blessed. We be succeeding from left to right. To be honest, I've been blessed with some amazing children, and uh, thank God for that. And especially your mom, because your mom sets you guys straight. Yeah, I'm I'm usually a good cop. She's bad cop. Yeah. And so she like uh you know she's she's really really uh strict yes. you know what I mean and I'm I'm not as strict so I'm glad she's there for but, me But you know back then when I was a kid I was like man you know every every adult now back when you were a kid you'll be like man my parents are so strict I hate it I hate it Well you get you're like huh Actually, I'm kind of glad that they did that. Yeah. Like, I don't well, know you what else. Yeah, I don't know what else I've been doing. It's like a little honest. bonsai tree. You yeah, know what I mean, you let the bonsai tree go all crazy, then it looks all like messed up. But if you're always clipping it, you yeah, making sure that care it, of it yeah, take care of it, stuff, then it grows. Like... It grows very nicely. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna quit, tell you a quick story about my dad. So mm-hmm. I want to say happy uh, belated Father's Day to, to, my to, to my to my pops, to Papa G, Big Papa G. So when I was young. You know, uh, and Izzy, if Izzy's listening to this, uh, Izzy, my my best friend from high uh-huh. school, he knows this story. So when I was in high school, my dad was really, really, he seemed to be really mean, right? Mm-hmm. But he was just really strict with me and he was always telling me something. He always had some kind of lesson to tell me and I just didn't want to hear it. You yeah. Know? And so I barely, I, I kind of created a relationship with, with him in my teens. I didn't really talk to him Prior to that, yeah, prior you know, to. we didn't really see each other or nothing like that. And so when it when it came to being a teenager, he was always trying to set me straight, always trying to give me so drop some gems on me. I wasn't listening, although I was listening. Yeah. I knew that I was later, but at that moment, I didn't want to listen to it. So, anyways, when I told him I was going to graduate, I said, "Okay, I'm going to graduate, you know, and I want to know if you're going to come to my graduation." So you know this, I yes. wasn't. We yeah. weren't. We weren't the uh, the most studious of people, and so. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, uh, Izzy remembers. We used to throw parties all the time, dish parties and stuff like that. But anyways, um, so he goes, I told him, hey, I'm going to graduate. So I need to I know, I need to know if you're going to go to my graduation. And he says, 
you're not gonna graduate. Why are you messing with me? Why mm-hmm. why why are you bothering me with this? It's not like you you go to school anyway, so don't even worry about it. I, yeah, yeah. I, he goes. Well, I'll tell you what. You you come to me the day that you're gonna graduate and know you're gonna graduate, and then maybe I'll think about going. And I was like, this mother. Yeah. You know. So I was so mad. Dedicated. Now. I was so <laughs> mad. And then I remember going to school, and then I was talking to my friends, especially one of my friends, Justin uh, Justin Russell, which is uh, the guy that got me into hip hop. Yeah. And so me and him were 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 wild kids, man. We were more wild than Izzy. Izzy doesn't know all the stories yeah. about uh, Justin and I. But uh, <laughs> so so he goes he goes, yeah, you're not gonna graduate. I was like, yeah, I don't think so, man. I don't think I got enough credits or nothing. This and that. And he goes, dope. We're gonna be able to hang out another year because he was a junior and I was yeah. a senior. And I was like. And it just hit me right there. I was like, I heard my dad say the same thing. You're not going to graduate anyways. And then I heard him saying, yeah, he's going to party with us for another year. And I heard all the, all my other friends yeah, that were wilding out. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, hell no. I don't want to be in this uh, school again. Yeah. Uh, one well, other it's, like year. The, it's a realization of like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. So then I went to my counselor and I was like, I got to graduate. I got to get out. I got to graduate this year. There's no way. There's no excuses why I can't get out of here. And he says, well... Um, you're going to have to take a zero period, which is a, a class before mm-hmm. school starts, and you're going to have to take a seventh period, which is a, a, was a, a class at the end of, of school. Yeah. And he says, so you have to take two classes to make up those 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 missing credits. He goes, and I don't even know if you're going to have enough after that. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to do it. So I took them, and I started doing all my, you know, taking all my classes, and I really started taking everything serious. And then um, I was in, uh, uh, it was called the... Um, Adult ed. Mm-hmm. So adult ed, you basically, you you do your own work. Like they said, this is what you got to do. You get it done. You're done, right? Yeah. So I freaking, it was, and it was English. It was honors English because I was really smart. I just yeah. didn't want to do the Did, work. Yeah, I didn't want to apply it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to apply myself. <laughs> so, so I had adult, uh, uh, you know, the the adult education. It was basically college college prep. Yeah. You know, uh, um, honors uh, English. Anyways, so I finished it in that class, right? And so I finished it like a, qu- a quarter before it was all over. Mm-hmm. Before high school was over. And then I found out that I was short 2.5 credits to graduate. <gasps> and that's what I needed was one quarter yeah. of credits. So then there was this teacher who was my science uh, my science teacher. And I was terrible at science. And she was one of the meanest ladies ever. And, I, and there was nobody who would – there was nobody helping her. Yeah. And I said, hey – I said, do you need a, a teacher's aid? She goes, no, I don't need a teacher's aid. I don't need nobody to help me. I was like, look, l- let me tell you what's happening. Yeah, I, let I me explain need, my scenario. I need 2.5 credits. I'm not doing good in your class. It would be really cool if I could help you and then I could t- hear you uh, teach the class again two mm-hmm. times. That way it could help me and I could actually pass. I promise you, I really just want to graduate. I'm trying to just make this happen. And she goes, oh, if you if, if you if you do me wrong, are you... Trust okay, me, done. you will not graduate. Yeah, you will not even go to school here next year. Yeah. And I was like, girl, trust me, I don't want to go to school yeah, here I don't, next year. I want to be, that's the whole point. I don't want to be back. Yeah, <laughs> and so I took the co- uh, the course and she let me be her teacher's aide and I did help her and I was very helpful, you know, like your little yeah. brother is. And so I was, you know, I was a really good guy, man, but I just, you know, kind of would stray here and there. And anyways, uh, so I ended up I ended up finishing that and at the end, the like it was the, the couple days before graduation, I still didn't know if I was going to graduate. Yeah. So I had to go talk to my, to my counselor to make sure he would add up all my credits. Yeah, make sure everything comes up to what it needs to. And sure enough, I was going to graduate. Like the day before, we were going to walk. And then uh, Izzy was like, are you going to graduate? I'm going to graduate, dude. Yeah. Oh, snap. So we ended up graduating. I told my dad, I'm going to graduate. Here's my tickets and everything. And he goes, hmm. And so he grabs the tickets. 
and sees the tickets. And then he's like, all right, we'll see. He sees me there and I'm almost like, what's up? See, I knew yeah. I was going to graduate. And he looks at me, he's like, good for you. Takes a picture and then leaves. That was it. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? I put in all this work because I graduated with You're a 3.2. Like, ah! And I was like, this guy, I'm going to get this guy. And so anyways, fast forward a few, uh, uh, you know, uh, like a bit l- later and I joined the military. Yeah. I graduated from uh, from boot camp in Chicago, Great Lakes in Illinois. And I had to send a message to somebody. Uh, to come see me. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you don't do it, we're going to make you do like a hundred push-ups or something. So, yeah. I, so the only person who had money at the time right there that could fly to fly Chicago was my pops. So I sent him this thing and then he replied. And then my, my uh, drill sergeant says, see, see, I told you somebody come for your ass. And I was like, oh damn, he's re- he does, probably don't understand what this is all yeah. about. And he says, yeah, he's, he, he, we'll see who doesn't matter. So anyways, the day that I graduated, sure enough, man, you could, you can't, you couldn't like clap or, Hey, I'm right here. Pop. Yeah. You can't, all you do was kind of turn to your, uh, to your left. And that was a sign of respect for the people that came to see you. So when I turned left, there was pops. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I've said this story many times to the point where I don't I don't cry no more, right? Yeah. But it was really hard to hold back my tears because I was like, this guy really showed up. Yeah. And I didn't think he liked me. I really didn't think well, he liked that, me. Yeah, especially like given like the last at the at the time for the last time we like you yeah. did, you had an achievement. It was just was like, like quick boom boom. He was like, eh, I don't yeah, care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh cool. <laughs> and so I graduated and he was there, and I'll tell you what, like I I was trying really hard not to cry at the moment that when that happened, I was just like, this dude's really here. So then when I when it was, you know, they let us talk to our parents finally, or to our people and stuff, then I was like, dude, you're here? He goes, Yeah, you invited me. What'd you think I was gonna you come? Like, uh, and you I was like me. <laughs> I just thought like I didn't even think you liked me, dude. You know yeah. what he says? He said, and he told me straight up that day, he says, Look. I knew I knew you were a knucklehead. I knew the type of person you were that you would only do things more so if somebody told you you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody told you you can't do that, then you would you would make sure you would do it. Yeah. And if somebody told you you couldn't accomplish something, you would make sure you would accomplish that. Yeah. So and I honestly didn't even know that about myself at that moment in time, right? And so he says, so when I told you that is because I knew that that was the only way to get through to you to make sure that you would listen. And you like would, reverse psychology. Yeah, like reverse telling, psychology. Yeah, like telling yeah. you like you can't do this yeah. because your body is going to tell you, yes, you can. Yeah. Like Exactly. And so he's like, so I just basically did that, man. It was only because I, I knew how you were. And the short time that we started developing a relationship, I knew that you were the type of person mm-hmm. that would only do stuff if somebody told you you couldn't do it. Yeah. And that's why he goes, and that's why I told you that. He goes, and I'm here because I'm super proud of you. And I've been proud of you since then. And I'm even more proud of you now. You graduated yeah. from, you know, you, you, you're out of boot camp and stuff. And, and, and to me, you're a man now. And so he, you know, we had this conversation. Ever since then, we've been, we've had a really solid relationship mm-hmm. ever since then. And I love him for that. Yeah. So Pops, I don't know if you're listening to this podcast today, but I do love you. I yeah. love you very much. And thank you for making me the man that I am because I try to use the same type of, of ways to talk to you kids, mm-hmm. you know, because we all have different methods of learning yeah. and, and oh, doing yeah. things. So I try to use that to help you guys in whatever you guys got to do. Yeah. Because I know you guys all have amazing potential. But man, like you, I'm telling you, you made me so proud. I'm going to cry. I'm so proud All of you, all yeah. of you are so all, amazing. Yeah, My Lissette, she's so amazing too. And it's amazing mm-hmm. too because like we clearly, like we, like, we toot our own horns a lot, but it's like it's okay to toot your own horn because when you succeed all the time, it's like you you're acknowledging yourself that you're doing these things. Yeah, it's okay to be proud. Yeah, of yourself. but like I tell everyone, you have to have a support system to do that because 
doing it always by yourself it, it's tough it's tough doing it by yourself but it just helps knowing that you have that support system around you to be capable of succeeding and being able to achieve what you want to achieve with that but also too like having those people tell you that it's you're not going to make it or you're not be able to accomplish like instead of letting that beat you down and making you stop doing what you love doing like take that as a form yeah. of i'm going to as prove fuel. to them as yeah. fuel i'm going to prove to them because i'll tell you what i proved to so many people who continue to hate me on a day-to-day basis yeah. <laughs> and their success and i just look at myself and i did that and it wasn't because of these people saying i couldn't do it it's just because i had the support system telling me i knew i it was capable of doing something and i just told myself I, and to me i'm the kind of person is like i like to tell people they can do it but when it comes to myself i'm like ah, i don't know if i could do it i could but it's like i don't know if i could do it but that's what i think with moms are really good at nurturing and telling you and they'll be honest with you too like they'll tell you the hard truth and everything but dads have a way of creating this mechanism of tr- like trying to teach you of like it's possible but this is how you can do it and so it's like the dads will push you to it but it's also up to you to create that that setting for yourself oh yeah like yeah so uh, to all the fathers out there that put in work and put in time whether it's your blood uh you know kid Mm -hmm. or or whether it's whether you took on the role as a father Mm -hmm. nothing but respect for you all so i hope you had a wonderful father's day weekend All right, so I got to talk about this because you know this is my favorite show of all time. This is my favorite show from the 90s. And when I heard they were doing a reunion, I was like, I'm going to watch this show. And I ended up watching the Martin reunion. You so crazy. You go, girl. And I've said this many times. It was my favorite show. It was a show that inspired me to be on radio, to create a radio show. Like I said, I used to record radio shows for my friends. I used to imitate the the, the Martin episodes because a lot of people didn't have cable. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So, so you gotta uh, provide the bootleg version. So I would come back and provide the bootleg version yeah. the next day. And this would happen at on, on the Martin show. So I knew how to imitate them, do all this stuff. But anyways, I I got so good at doing this that even Izzy's like, you would be really good. At being on the radio. I go, I know, right? Yeah. And I like in my mind, I go, yeah, that would be a really cool. So I try to get that job, you know. And uh, obviously it didn't happen for a few years later. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Martin, it was definitely the the, the main inspiration for when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, because I would watch this show. Uh, it was, you know, religiously and it was just so funny. So to be able to see them reunite, you know. Oh, it, it makes me happy that uh, they're able to even reunite just because of. You know, just kind of things that happen. Well, the after issues, the show. yeah, the issues yeah, with, you know, with Atisha Campbell, yeah, Atisha Campbell and, and, and Martin and, Lawrence, and, and so to just be able to squash that beat and just kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you yeah, know what I mean? like that, like in a sense of squashing it and just reliving mm-hmm. something that changed everyone's lives. Yeah, and this is what was beautiful about this mm-hmm. this setting is that for one, Cole, the guy who plays Cole, yeah. that guy that has not aged one bit, He's looks not. exactly <laughs> like he did in the nineties. Yeah, it is the craziest thing. All of them look older, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Tashina. Still looks pretty good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But Martin and 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 Gina, you know, yeah. Martin and Gina, they, uh, they they do look their age, their right? Age, yeah. Um, but those other two, like, oh my gosh, especially Cole, I was like, dang. But uh, what was great about it is you could tell that their relationship has definitely uh, been fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Lawrence and Tisha Campbell, because she was so loving, yeah, um, through the duration of this of this uh, this. Um, you know the show, and it was just it was it was so much fun to watch because they were doing the top five moments of all of them. Yeah, and it was just so freaking funny. But I'm telling you right now that you will cry, especially if you're like a fan of this show. Mm-hmm. And when they did the dedication of Tommy, oh, ah, uh, 
Man, like, that, I need to kind of talk about right yeah, now. Yeah, it, bu- it bummed me out when yep. I found out that he passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that guy, like, he... Nobody ever knew what he was doing. Yeah, nobody ever knew what he was doing. But, like, that was the best part. Like, that was, like, the best part of you didn't know what this guy was doing. But somehow he was there for his friends every single time. And he was like that in real life, too. Yeah, in real life, too. And so this this guy wasn't, you know, just a character. Like, that was just him Mm. as a person. And so, like, it's it's nice to show that dedication. But, like I said, it's nice that they can come back and just kind of relive these moments because with shows like Martin, like, it it didn't change just their lives, but everyone around, like, he, like, that was your inspiration of radio personality was Martin Lawrence. And so to just have these people just kind of just appreciate that success for themselves for once, like, it's really nice that people even do that. Because even with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like, that was so good, like to me, and I like how they both they included both the Aunt Vibs mm-hmm. you know, to be a part of that. And it's just like shows you don't you don't realize as an actor how much like it means for some people, but it like means a lot. And so oh, just, yeah. to, just have that, and then having like guest stars appear again. Yeah, there were like, some really co- cool guests on there that came on. I don't yeah. want to spill too much of the beans on it, but let me tell you, if you're a fan of the show Martin, you're definitely gonna want to see this reunion special because it is it is so much fun to watch. It's full of gems. It's got some awesome. Uh, you know, special guests yeah. that appear, and then just the way they put it together was really neat. Um, the way they 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 paid homage to uh, Tommy mm-hmm. um, on this was really sweet. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, definitely, it's a tearjerker. Oh yeah. So you know, pull out your tissues. Yeah, make sure you prepare <laughs> Tito, yourself. <laughs> yeah, make sure you prepare yourself because like Snoop Dogg was us uh, one of the special guests on there, mm-hmm. and that guy just does everything and anything now he, he does and we, and we gotta get into what he's doing because yeah. this dude is 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 on a whole different level of entertainment of just doing what he yeah. loves so <laughs> we're gonna talk about that trust me you're gonna wanna hear about Snoop Dogg and his latest venture and uh, it's gonna make you crack up to the point where you feel like he just did a uh, hundred sit ups yep. right? <laughs> we're gonna get into that right after this you do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to the kids' homework, family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway, that's anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully re-imaged the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Available features like seating up up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extreme limited availability. Contact your local retailer for inventory information. It's new, dog. I'm telling you, this guy is multifaceted. Is that, is that right? Multifaceted? You're like, let me, let me look it he's up. He's just got a multifaceted <laughs> uh, uh, Look, Ross. My associates in English doesn't yeah. cover everything. I got to rewind it because I don't know even know what I'm saying. Right. This guy is just, just so talented. I mean, his entertainment um, just reaches across all borders. Yeah, I was just, Everyone knows him. Yeah, he's great. And I was just talking to my fiance about it. Um, when the NWA movie came out, and the actor that, um, which he's on Atlanta, like he's on every, like the Get Out, like, and I always forget this guy's name and I feel so bad. But when he played Snoop Dogg, and there's that scene of him, like, just showcasing that. And I just, I, I was like, I was just talking to my fiance about it, but I was like, man, like, Snoop Dogg has been around for 
you know, so, for so many years and have seen so much. And the fact that he just continues to be like, I'm going to do that. And just like, he's going to do it. Like, that's just it. When I saw that he had a comedy special on Netflix, for one, I was like, please don't tell me like this guy's going to say jokes because all he's going to do is talk smack. Yeah. <laughs> and But it's called F it Around and it's on Netflix. And he actually had a various amount of comedians come up and just kind of, you know, talk about comedy. And in between the shared stories about how they met Snoop Dogg and how they, you know, how they see comedy now, how it was back then. Yeah, it was a different setup. It's a different I think, setup. Uh, and on I, a comedy yeah, special. And I, I liked it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it because, you know, it, it was 100% true what he was trying to get across the entire time was that people get so offended so easily now that it's so hard facts, for, for comedians facts. to be comedians. Yeah. They have to tiptoe around a lot of things. And it's like 10 years ago, like we were joking about this and now we can't, but it's like comedians can't make a living if they can't joke. Yeah, it's, it's, and the, it's, it's the whole purpose they joke. It's not, it's not, yeah, they're not it's, taking it's it fully hearted. Trying, trying to use it in a devious manner or in a manner to, uh, to yeah, incite to any people. kind of hate. I mean, it's they have hecklers uh, out there and they, yeah. they talk about smack out of these hecklers and it's not, Oh, I've, I've been I've been on stage before where people try to heckle yeah. you, and it's just like, okay, so people can mess with you, but you can't, you can't mess, mess with, with them. them. It's like it's it's just the, the art of the roast, right? We play play around with each mm-hmm. other. We say we talk smack to each other, but it's okay. You could talk smack back. Yeah, it's no like big it's deal. nothing. Like there, obviously, of course, there's always going to be a silver lining of what you can and can't do. But overall, like comedy is supposed to be comedy. It's mm. it's you're supposed to be a, it's let loose let loose with that and so Cat Williams was one of the first um, guests to be on there and I really love what him and Snoop Dogg were saying and what Snoop Dogg just kind of emphasized was that comedians are like business business people you know they, they have to memorize all these jokes they have to be able to be on their feet when they have hecklers or have something that kind of gets in the way of their whole stand up like those are professionals and what they do on a day to day basis like kudos to them because not a lot of people can do that yeah, you, you gotta be quick witted you gotta be quick witted and actually truly funny to be a comedian and so I just I loved how he put the setup together and it was super cool because you know the entire time watching it you like it was just such a nice relaxing and DJ Pooh was was DJing the the event and And if you all don't remember who DJ Pooh is he's the one for Friday, where he gets his chain taken away, my mom, my yeah, mama gave me that chain. That chain. And, so it was <laughs> and just, he's just a dope uh, producer. Yeah, th- all around this from environment the West Coast. of this comedy special, which is so laid back and so cool, and I was super bummed. I'm like, man, this was in um, California. Like, if I knew this was happening in California, I would have flew over there just know, to watch that it. Been so that would have been such I a cool. I bet you it was expensive. to Oh, be there, I bet though. so too. But it would have been worth it with the amount of you know of comedians on there. Like they had Mike Epps too as well. It's just like it was. It was such a good comedy special. But I, I just really like it because it was just a reminder that comedians are human too but also it's it's a form of art and this is how they have to curate it and if you don't like it then like you can literally yeah. avoid it yeah you don't have to watch it <laughs> you if, can avoid it yeah, like, if you don't like the comedy don't watch the comedy you yeah. know what i mean it's it's the thing is is that it's it comedy is not for everybody mm-hmm. certain people uh laugh at certain jokes certain people don't certain, some yeah. some jokes might be too dark for you some jokes might be too light for you yes. you know so like we grew up in a different way in a different manner you know so like even roasting each other for i mean we we were poor we grew up really poor so mm-hmm. clowning on each other for our shoes, our yeah, clothes. It was a form of entertainment. It's just a form it was of free entertainment. Cost. And you know what? And yeah, it might sound like being bullied and stuff like that, but at the same time, we were able to like snap back at somebody too. Yeah. And they would take it just like that, you know? Well, then it's also just like a 
a boost of happiness. You know yeah. what I mean? Like of like it's just calm. It's just fun. It's just it's, it's just, just making just fun, fun of the situation, making light of the situation that we were all going through. Oh right? yeah. And so like I don't understand how people could just be so uh, sensitive. It's mm-hmm. like and and I do understand certain things. You know, you you can't go overboard. Well, but, that's what I say. Like there's a silver lining. Yeah, but but I other mean, than that, we can't, like, we can't all be walking around being sen- extra yeah. sensitive. Yeah, sensitive. You, know, you, you can't do that. You just you you can't. You got to live life and laugh yeah, at the man, same time. Exactly. <laughs> then everything's gonna bother you. You're just gonna be just a mopey Cunningham, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. And you know, that, no, that, man, that, that in my that. life, but mm-hmm. I definitely recommend. Like, if you guys are looking for something funny, that was a good comedy stand up. And I I love stand ups. And so, so like what, just watching that and just how laid back that environment was, like it made me feel good at the end of it. All right. Well, I'm gonna finish watching it. I haven't finished mm-hmm. watching it. Yeah. Same here. I like stopped midway because I was laughing so hard. I was like, hey, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> calm down for a little bit. But what's super interesting right now is okay. So we're always talking about remakes and reboots and what's the best, what's the worst. I have to say, and me and my fiance argue about this all the time, to where it's like we don't even have to have this conversation anymore because it gets nowhere. Is my favorite live action like? remake I guess adaptation adaptation was Aladdin I liked it a lot I liked it and my fiance so he's a big Aladdin fan he loves the Disney cartoon I love Will Smith I don't care the whole smacky thing I don't care but I love the Aladdin and Robin Williams obviously will never he's gonna be the OG that one can't be touched yeah can't be touched his character as Aladdin cannot be or as uh, as the genie can't be touched and the movie was amazing and fun but to recreate it and have a different telling of it in a different format it was just so good was really cool yeah it was so good and like some people like didn't like it and my, my fiance like he hated it he's like it wasn't good he and hated yeah it? he didn't like it and that's I was like so I weird. loved it and my, he has my a weird taste right though. and my stepdaughter like me and my stepdaughter <laughs> your right me and my stepdaughter taste. we watched this and we watched and we just loved it but I was like man I I loved it I didn't really care the, for the cartoon when growing up like I loved Robin Williams but I didn't care about Aladdin like it just wasn't a show like a movie no, that I, it was like well that's probably why you feel that way because some people who grew up with Aladdin the yeah. movie love I mean love it. it I love it myself because yeah. I just love Robin Williams yeah. He is just so funny. It's great. But the live action was just, it was good. It was a good good live action. And Guy Ritchie was one of the ones that directed Aladdin, which I didn't know that. I didn't know know Guy Ritchie did that. Guy Ritchie, I I just don't remember. Guy Ritchie is amazing. If you guys haven't seen Gentlemen, you have to see Gentlemen. That was like just anything Guy Ritchie does. The Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man with Snatch is my jam, though. Yeah. Guy Ritchie. uh, Guy Ritchie just kills it. He kills it. And the fact, I just found out that he like did Aladdin. I was like, what? That's crazy. But it was good like i mean for him getting out of his comfort zone and doing something a little different from what his his usual movies are like that that's really interesting and that's cool that he was capable of doing something like that and so i'm very excited because you know after this amazing live action aladdin he is now taking on doing a live action hercules and yes there is a hercules movie with dwayne the rock johnson but that's the one but the the true adaptation of the disney hercules and i'm super excited because like for one i love guy Ritchie, but also the fact that the russo brothers that have directed avengers are going to join him on this oh okay and it's good i just i'm okay i could see something yeah, really I'm cool, excited trans- because you know some people don't care too much about the directors and everything like that. I do. Mm-hmm. I care because I'm like these guys. They make these movies. Mm-hmm. They they are just as big as part as the actors and the writers and 
the people who cut like costume design and so knowing that guy Ritchie and the russo brothers are going to collab together on a live action hercules which hercules because that's that was a movie that was came out the year i was born and so like to me hercules was always my favorite like, you know cartoon i loved everything about it and i just like think to myself danny devito has to come back yeah, he has to I come back danny like devito. i'm sorry but you cannot cast anyone else for that for that man except <laughs> danny devito and danny devito is the same size as that character on that's the cartoon that's not danny devito yeah <laughs> So I don't know. Don't even try to like come at me right there, okay? If you guys don't hire him, but right now they are currently in the works of still hiring more writers to take on this project. But they are in the works. Right? Like Guy Ritchie's like, I'm gonna do this. I'm excited, but I keep thinking to myself, I think that for Hercules they should cast a new face. I don't think they should cast any big celebrities right now. I I think a new face will really get this going because with Aladdin, which I I never I always forget the actor's name that played Aladdin for the live action. I that was the first time I saw him in a movie and then I started seeing him in various like shows and other platforms that I was like, "Wow, I really like this guy." But I, they have to show a new face. I don't I don't see it having a less celebrity to be Hercules. Like I just don't. I yeah. want I want that new face. Yeah. To be able to kind of showcase Hercules. I'm with you on that. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. All right. Well, then I do give that one a thumbs up. I am excited to yeah. watch that. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Okay. Well, that's it. Our show. All right. Yeah. It's, a li- it's a little short today, only because uh, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my day. I yeah. gotta I gotta go relax today. Yeah, because, I gotta go relax. Yeah, because I'm taking today off, <laughs> and uh, I thought to myself, we're gonna come in here, we're gonna do this show, and we're gonna <laughs> do some dedications and some shout-outs. So I gotta throw some shout-outs uh, to all the fathers out there that are good friends of mine, and obviously my my pops, yeah. Big Papa G. I hope you had a good Father's Day to my buddy Tony Moreno, Ismael, uh, to uh, Michael Summers, to my uh, little brother Pepooch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And to your fiance, Matthew. Yeah, You Matthew. know what I mean? I hope y'all had an amazing <laughs> Father's Day. Love y'all. And uh, I'm just happy to have you on all in my life. Fun show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have yourself a blessed and wonderful week. Y'all take care. We out. Peace.